What's going on, everybody? This is your boy Mansa here with a Fet World exclusive. Um, today, we're going to be discussing an important topic, topic and it's uh, addressing sexual misconduct within the Fet community. So, we've gathered a whole group of wonderful individuals here who I think are very qualified. They're members of the Fet community and they're from all different genres and professions that are going to be able to dive into this important, nuanced, and sensitive topic today. So, I'm going to start by going around the room and folks to start to introduce themselves. I'm going to start here to my right. Hey everyone, it's Adesha, Fat World's resident therapist. Yeah, how you doing everybody? This is uh, DJ King Biggs. Um, DJ, sound system owner, radio host on JAI Radio. Um, just, Just out here. Good evening, everyone. Um, jerk sauce for all intents purposes. <laughs> Stay incognito. Um, you know, just a, a member of the Caribbean community, a fetter, a carnival, car, what, carnivalist, if you will. Yes. A connoisseur. You at every fet. I see you. <laughs> a connoisseur of all things carnival and just a lover of the culture. Wonderful, wonderful. So, really, before we begin, I'm going to do a little shameless plug. For those who don't know what Fet World is, Fet World is the premier Caribbean American podcast network. Under our flagship, uh, we have about four different podcasts, Level Your Vibes, which focuses on Caribbean American mental health and wellness. We have Fet Talk, we talked about everything related to Soka, Carnival, and different Fets. We have Kinks and Drinks, which uh, specifically uh, discusses... Uh, sexual, uh, all types of sexual things, right? We're talking about sex within the Caribbean American community from a sex positive type of perspective, um, as well as uh, basically making sure that folks know that we're no longer in this Victorian era of sex, right? So we really want to make sure we talk about love, sex, and relationships, and we're going to be doing that through Kinks and Drinks. And last but not least, we have CAMS, which stands for Caribbean Americans, and that really is a program discussing all the issues that are impacting Caribbean American communities. Um, so we're going to dive in uh, to this, d- this discussion, but we want to take a step back and talk about how we got here. So about a couple of weeks ago, the Fed community was hit with a whole bunch of news, right? Things hit the, the shit hit the fan. Lacare. Right? That was awesome. <laughs> and there were some um, posts that went out um, on Facebook and then made its way to IG. And um, it really surrounded the uh, popular folks uh, uh, promoter by the name of DJ Trini Boom, who's been doing this for quite some time and is a well known but very controversial figure within the FET community. Um, a young lady by the name of Jessica Ford um, basically alleges that he was doing, you know, sexual misconduct and sexual misconduct and certain kind of deeds were going on. And so she's alleging that he was engaging in sexual misconduct with her, um, which made her very uncomfortable. But we want to hear specifically what the post was. was, And so I'm going to read that out for for folks here. Um, So this is Jessica Ford. And she says, so I thought really long and hard about making this post before I decided to make it. But thinking about how it's bothering me and I can't just say not say anything. So yesterday I went to a model casting for a kind of big event, got ice. The person was looking for body paint models. Okay, cool. I was advised that I would be asked to dance and make sure my body was the same as my picture. And I was comfortable with that. 
What I'm not comfortable with is a man trying to touch on me, snatching my phone out my hand and throwing it on the bed away from me, holding me down, asking me to stay after I've asked to be let go and said that I needed to leave. This is something that I want to do, but I'm not just doing anything to get where I want to be. I'm traumatized as fuck, disgusted and overall on over all over it again i've thought long and hard about this post because i was scared of receiving backlash and it's be it being flipped on me like oh what you expect you went so you knew what was up why put yourself in that predicament at the end of the day i should have i shouldn't have to worry about going to a casting to get a gig where i can build my name and portfolio and have to worry about that shaking my head i just be wanting to give up sometimes so that's Jessica Ford, and the post um, was actually transferred over to IG, and um, a person by the name of Starboy HD was the one that kind of dropped it on IG. That's why everybody started to um, kind of pick up on the story. Um, so, you know, what happened next was that DJ Trini Boom uh, decided what went out and basically wanted to address the sexual allegations that were being posted against him, right? And so what we want to pay for you just a little bit is part of his response to the sexual allegations. We're just going to dig deep into our files here and see if we can pick it up, all right? Give us one second while we grab this information here. That was just a brief uh, kind of snippet of his three-hour rant, um, in which he was defend trying to defend himself against his <laughs> allegations. Um, definitely, it's something that is reminiscent of R. Kelly um, in the Gale interview. Um, and um, I just want to note, we did make a little mistake here. We're supposed to introduce another person, um, and she's here in the room. Once again, our Fet World family from K and D. Queen Sasha, you know, man, have no manner. I know I was moving so fast. I just jumped right into it. It's a very exciting topic. My bad, my bad. I got a little ahead of myself. So you know, it was important for us to to really uh, address this because after this, uh, Trey Trini Boom and this whole situation, and other Instagram pages started to pop up, and um, I've just been made aware of a few that have been going around. The one that I know about is has been called exposing a DJ, DJ and a promoter, where several prominent promoters and DJs were kind of being outed. Um, does anybody else know about any other IG pages that popped up? I don't know of any other IG pages. However, it's not limited to DJs, promoters, but when you think about who's running the mass camp, designers, mm. there's an entire crew. There, it's not a one-man band. So to limit um, the idea that sexual misconduct is just happening amongst promoters and DJs, is we need to broaden the scope. Everybody mm -hmm. needs to be looked at. Definitely, definitely. Now, the other one I knew about it was um, DJ Men. And they had DJ Men 1, 2, 3, 
just it's volumes, volumes, you know. And it, you, the page would be up for maybe about half an hour. By the time it gets, you know, a couple of strikes, then take it down, another one pops up. Okay. But but I, I was wondering, is it a female that's running that page? Could it be another rival DJ? Could it be another promoter? I mean, and these, it could be anybody. It could be. Don't know. And these are the things that you know. This is why it's important for us to have this conversation. It's a very nuanced one, right? We don't know some of the intentions behind people, um, people, and what they're doing. We don't know who's behind these pages, um, but we do know. I think what we're experiencing here right now is somewhat similar to. Of course, we're in the Me Too movement, and I think that as a FET, or part of our FET community, we're not. That's part of it. We're part of that. And so maybe this is a, this is really the time for us to start having some tough talks about this, right? So let's just dive right in. I mean, um, why are we having this discussion in the first place? What, what's the importance of this discussion? And I want folks to kind of talk about that first. Well, I believe now, like you just said, we're in a Me Too movement. So we have to ask now, where is the line of delineation? Where is the boundary line now between something that's being considered as a sexual act of misconduct against a female, right? Given the nature of the culture, right? And one may argue, and don't get me wrong, I love pretty masks, I love, you know, bikini masks, you're out there, you're in the street, and given all of the um, the new costumes that are coming out, they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have to talk about what is now the rules and the regulations on the road? Because in our culture, we're accustomed to everybody take a wine. It's a free wine and order, whatever. But when does that wine become something different? Mm-hmm. When does that now become sexual misconduct? Right. Um, and perspective is everything. Mm. So, you know, what may one woman, woman may perceive as, oh, it's, you know, just my brethren, just a wine. Another woman, you touched me. It, So it it varies. So it's important for us to have the conversation because the culture is evolving, is changing as the times are. And as you mentioned earlier, with newcomers being introduced to soca and carnival, um, people who did not grow up in the Caribbean culture, I guess I would say American, and I'm using air quotes, American, Mm -hmm. American people Mm -hmm. who are not accustomed to... You know, they come out, they see Labor Day, and all they see, right, referencing the Joe Budden com- comment. Right. Oh, y'all just walking down the street naked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just for folks to know, you know, Joe Button several months ago during the Trinidad Carnival um, made a mention that, you know, Trinidad Carnival was a reason for girls to right. go out and be, right. dress oh, up and be know, hoes. Maya, Maya went out there, um, she was shooting a show. So she had a full costume on, looked great, amazing, and he made that comment. And it was kind of like It was a very ignorant comment. Ignorant comment, because your wife, well, excuse me, your feet, your child's mother poses on Instagram with two pieces on, a butt outside, she was on a cast member of Love & Hip Hop. So it's like, you're on a reality show and you're saying that because of a cultural thing that we do mm-hmm. as Caribbean, we hoes. 
Right, right. That your, your child's mother's not a hoe. Right. And he, got, he, he experienced a lot of pushback from that. And he actually apologized. So I wanted to note that, do note that he definitely apologized and said that his comments were wrong. He should have understood. He got a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, as Caribbean, we get together where some shit go down. <laughs> we ain't trying to hear all that. It's on the IG page. Right? <laughs> and I guess I want to ask folks, you know, what is sexual misconduct within our faith community? How do we define that? That's such a tough thing to do uh, because a lot of our uh, culture, when we whine and we jump up, it's it's about physical contact. And we're joking and whining, which is simulating sexual kind of acts. We're Africans. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> we are Africans by nature. Whining and movement and touching and engaging and embracing is in our blood. So... It's, you know what I mean? It's it's in our blood, but it's a different, um, I believe when it's done with, an, uh, with a proper understanding of the culture, there is a different intention behind it. There's a different, because I can see you at a FET and I could be wearing my whatever, my FET outfit, because, you know, daytime is very different. Yeah, right. <laughs> daytime jerk sauce is it's definitely different. 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 Right. I could come up to you, whine on you, and it's nothing. Right. It, I won't feel a way. I won't feel, you know, oh, didn't touch. You know, I've been picked up in a party, danced with, and I'm gone. That's it. So, again, the intentionality is different in our culture for those who have an understanding of it. Um, But outsiders looking in and outsiders now coming in. Mm. What, What does that look like? That's very different. Also, go ahead. Well, I think that, for one, I don't think there's a difference between sexual misconduct and in the FET community. Sexual misconduct is sexual misconduct. It doesn't really matter in what space, community, time it happens. If you are violating and and anybody's you know personal space and sexually there's a problem with it so i think that's the first thing regardless of our culture regardless of how we dance fat dress any of that there is never a time where it should be put into the context of our our community i think yes we do have a certain way and and not everyone understands you know our soca our fat and you know and all of that stuff but Somebody in a two-piece you go in to play mass is the same two-piece that I'm wearing at the pool is the same two-piece I'm, you know, in the short pants that I'm in just walking down the street. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, I think, like, that's important to distinguish. And in terms of us being able to have this conversation today, you know, there's someone that came forward, and I think that when it comes to sexual acts and violations that it's, it's a really hard thing, you know, for, for someone to come forward and to say that because there definitely is um, a lot of, you know, backlash. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of blaming that comes to it. So first and foremost, like, we, I think we need to be in support of the fact that she, you know, stepped up and was brave enough and courageous enough to say what happened to her to come out and say that she... Mm-hmm felt uncomfortable and and we need to acknowledge it you know we come from a space a time a community where things can be brushed under the rug and pretending like it didn't happen and this conversation is about accountability because i think like accountability is so important and being able to talk about things and how we protect ourselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i think the misconduct is um well i'm gonna play devil's advocate try to be as objective as possible um Sexual conduct, it's relative to the individual mm-hmm. as far as the lines that's crossed. 
Um, I look at it from a standpoint of a female can see somebody like Idris Elba, right? Who they all think is he could probably get away with certain things with a female, depending on how she feels, versus that guy, the crazy looking dude that was saying got him. That dude, <laughs> she not gonna take she's not gonna take a touch from from him the way she would probably take a touch from mm-hmm. Idris Elba. So to me, it's relative to the individual. Mm-hmm. It could be something as a simple shoulder rub. A female me feel it's too far. So as men, especially as DJs and promoters, and they need to be a little bit more aware of how far they go. Mm-hmm. And the lines they cross. Because it could... Like, I, I, I got a 17-year-old son. I told him already, if a female... If you're with a female for whatever reason, and she says stop, at that point, whatever you're doing, you got to stop. Right. Because it's relative to what she's feeling at that point. Mm-hmm. That's You know, so yeah. it's... Like I said, it's, you know... Try to be as a objective as possible. Yeah, I I I I I totally agree in terms of this is something that's relative to the person, to the individual. And um, when you talk about DJs, promoters, artists, mm-hmm. they're in a space of power, and we we have to talk a little bit about power dynamics throughout the whole situation here. And I think it's important that. Um, folks know there's there's been a a lot of people have come forward I've seen a lot of different comments being made from women who said I've heard something or I've been a victim of this and I think it's uh, you know when you talk about DJs and promoters you're in a space of power well Power. And speak. You as a DJ. Talk, yeah. talk to me about what do you feel? Is you, do you feel like you have a sense of power? Power, but a fake sense of power also. Okay. Um, you know, to be a DJ, you gotta really have that. You know, like the, what's the word they use? Swagger. You gotta have that swagger. You gotta have that mm-hmm. big ego to you, especially when you you know you're doing certain parties or whatever. So you take on a real big persona all the time. So whenever you're out there and you have a million and one females winding up and looking at you or whatever the case is, yeah, you can make the mistake and get caught up into all the hype and BS that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. But if you are a man that moves like a man and respects women, and just in general, because this is not pointing out one DJ or one promoter, mm-hmm. but if you move as a man supposed to move and have respect for a woman, you already know what lines to cross and what lines not to cross. If you're a married man, you ain't supposed to be out there doing all of the crazy stuff and being loose with it within the same soccer community. Because even though Brooklyn is big, New York is big, it's very small oh, when it comes to the soccer scene. It's small yeah, and very, very intimate. And one female, just because, you know, it could be an issue where she don't like this female for whatever reason, she's going to try to get the best of the situation by trying to embarrass you. Mm-hmm. And this is where we, this is why we are where we are right now. This is all like a big show, you know what I mean? Now, some of the, some of the stories I've been hearing, is it true? I can't confirm or deny, mm-hmm. but we do know that the easiest way to get to a man's ego is to talk about his sexuality or talk about his prowess, whether he has it or doesn't. Mm-hmm. But from what I've been seeing for the past couple of years, a person, a scandal could come out 
on Monday, and by Friday, everybody forgets about it. And so, so then that begs the question: Where is the follow-up? Like, what happens next? Right, and I think that's a very important part. How we, when you do make a claim. What are the steps you should be taking after that? Because even though you put it out on Facebook, what is the follow-up that happens after? Because if we're going to really be holding people accountable, the men accountable in our FET community for their... For protecting women. Right. So we as men would... Let's say it's our responsibility to protect women. Um, but as well, as somebody comes out and makes an allegation... What happens next? How how do we ensure that there's something that's done to help address the issue in the proper way? That's the problem. Like um, DJ Kingman said. You just call it bits. Just, just, just bits. Yeah, just for the show. Yes. Um, something happened on Monday. It's forgot about by Friday. So how do you fix it? Now, I've, I've seen females attacking this girl on social media. It's just crazy. Oh, she lying. We have dudes attacking. Oh, she lying. You don't know if she's lying or not. And that's what hurts when you're a victim and you have to go through that. Mm-hmm. You have to go through the, oh, well, you, you're lying. or that's not true. Or that you would never do nothing like that. That'll well, perpetuate a lot of it, cycle. Yeah, a lot of it is honestly, it's, it's popularity. I've seen the same posts. I've seen females defend. Mm-hmm. All right, there's so many stories that I, I could name the stories from different DJs. We ain't gonna do that. <laughs> but there's so many stories that come out, and you see the females rally around him because why? He's popular. Yeah. He's nice to me. So they're not, they're disregarding that it could ever, that situation could ever happen. So in order to really combat it, everybody has to be 100% honest. Like the same way like how I would expect honesty from a brethren or a sister, they need to, if, you know, you know, if you're doing the wrong thing, bro, you can't do it. Because all in all, I, I predominantly play dance song music, right? But I play soca, play Afrobeat. But all of this scandal right here, it doesn't sit well. It's not a soca thing. This is a DJ thing. Especially in Brooklyn, this looks bad. Because there's other people, that, and from those Instagram posts, there's other people that's supposed to be exposed coming up. Wow. And it doesn't necessarily mean in the soca scene. Because there's a couple of people that was named that's not in the soca scene. Okay. Okay. Mikita, you were making a point before. I, to, I was okay. just saying that um, the fact that the young lady is being attacked for, you know, making the post that she made by male and female, it only perpetuates underreporting. I doubt if she she's not the only woman who's experienced sexual misconduct or felt uncomfortable or been in a situation. And so, like, th- that needs to be stopped. Right. If you weren't there, you don't know. So you can't, you know, who are you now to attack someone who's saying that some something legitimately happened to them? Right, right. And that happens all, and not even just with the Caribbean community. I have it happens overall. Right. With victims of sexual assault, victims of rape, they don't get that initial consoling that you're okay. It's okay for you to tell me what's going on. You get the, oh well, he would never do that. That's what you always get as a first, or are you sure, or, well, tell me in detail, why did you have that on? What do you mean, why? Mm-hmm. Those are my clothes. 
Right. Yeah. So you don't, you don't, everyone doesn't get that warmness of, well, maybe she's just telling the truth. Do you think that it would have made much, a, bit, a bigger impact if she had, I don't know if she made a police report. I don't know. I don't think anyone has that information. That was my first question. Because that's, that. I think if we're going to address this, we have to start with just not going on social media and making a claim here. Take it a step further, right? Go to the police. And I know it's a very difficult thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here speaking from my perspective as a man. And, I, and I'm just saying that, you know, it might be limited in that. I've never been kind of a victim in that kind of way. So I won't know what the fear and trepidation that someone might have and towards going to look at legal channels to address this issue. But I feel as if, you know, when you put something out on, on, on Instagram or on Facebook, that's the, maybe one of the first steps you make, right? But shouldn't there be some level of follow-up in order to have some accountability? I could speak as a victim of sexual abuse. I know in Deja, you could attest to that. A lot of victims don't come out. Or if they come out, they come out to one person. If they get shot down in that particular moment, it's over for them saying anything after them. Mm -hmm. So I applaud her for going on Facebook and saying anything. But after all that backlash, I don't think she's going to file a police report. Why would I? Everybody's saying I'm a liar. Everybody's saying I should never went there. I looked for that. I should have just stayed home. Yeah, because they feel that a lot of times people are going to work extra hard to discredit them. And and, and you see it. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the comments, the comments are crazy. Yeah. From the stuff that they're saying, I'm like, geez. And and like she said, why would you want to come out to be subject subjected to all of that yeah that's not fair accuse me of liking the situation i was gonna have people saying i was lying gentleman would never do such a thing he has a wife he has children i went through all of that so i didn't i didn't do anything i just sit there right and i don't think it's really like any of our business what her Mm -hmm. process is is her process if Mm -hmm. she chooses to report it then you know that's her choice and if she chooses it to not to then whatever her personal circumstances and how she feels about it, you know, she needs to make the decision that's best for her. Um, Because there's so much that comes with making a report and having to go testify and answer questions. You know, when you go through something like that, it's already a traumatic experience. And every person you have to tell is reliving that trauma. And every time you go to the police, to the detective, to the this, to court, So a lot of victims, when it comes to these situations, it's really hard for them to, you know, follow through. And and like I said, it's up to them to decide what's best because going through that process is re-traumatizing yourself over and over and over again. And that's really, really difficult. What she did in a sense of, you know, putting it on Facebook, like it it brings awareness, one. It Mm -hmm. protects someone else who you know, maybe in that situation or maybe, you know, for the next event, if you know, or whatever it is that's going to happen to be able to um, protect themselves a little bit better or to check the situation. And so, you know, for that, I think we're grateful. It's out there. We can talk about it. Someone else is, is safe. And so when you step forward and you do things like this and you're that courageous, then you save someone else's life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you, know that's w- fine. you know what I would like to see come out of it, though? Because they're saying that some of these, this is not the first allegation he's ever had. Mm-hmm. Some of those other people now need to come and they can, 
if they rally together, they can make a stronger bond. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know how it is. If one person says it in the crowd, it doesn't really make a difference. Mm-hmm. But now 15 people say it. Right. Then it so will I, definitely I gotta, I gotta make the change. With Bill Cosby, it took victim number five. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, uh, for me, because Bill Cosby was cool. That's my, that's my father. Right. <laughs> Bill Cosby's everybody's father. And so I gave him the benefit. I'm like, the first three, four, I'm like, nah, nah, he's trying to buy CBS. And these motherfuckers trying to get him. The fifth one, I was like, nah, Bill, something's going on here. Yeah, yeah. There's too many people coming forward to say this. And, and just from a male perspective, I feel like it's good to hear these things because... You know, when we see these things, sometimes we go to the fact that, you know, I've had relationships with with women who have been uh, somewhat vindictive, right? And uh, I'm I'm not too sure. Sometimes I always, I I go through my own little personal experience with girls who've done some stuff because things weren't going right. We broke up and all of a sudden you out here busting my call window or you out here calling my job. You know what I'm saying? You're doing things to tear me down. And so, you you, you you know, as a male, sometimes when you hear something like this, your first gut instinct is like, what, I wonder what happened there? And it's important to know the context and hear other people's stories so that we can take a different look and from look at it from a different perspective. I don't think that we should have to hear it from more than one person to believe it. But no, no, that's not I, what I'm saying. But right. I mean, it would definitely help the cause. Right. The overall cause. I think one person coming out definitely helps other people feel courageous enough to tell their own story, mm-hmm. which, you know, absolutely, if that is the case, then, you know, more power to them. We definitely don't need more than one person to believe or whatever, you know, that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not going to deny the fact that, yes, there definitely are cases of, you know, rape and all sorts of, you know, sexual violence that are misreported or lied. It, it has happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, I mean... Nobody to be. Wait. Allegedly. Let's talk a little bit about the setup. Just to put it out there. Like, I'm sorry. The setup is what I. I think the setup is what. what, I'm so happy you said that. Yeah. Because I was just waiting to say what I would love to see out of this is processes change. Exactly. Why isn't there. Why is it in a hotel room? In a hotel room. Yeah. So, right. So, the interview was happening at a, a hotel room <laughs> by himself no. and also it's reported that he's allegedly a police officer as mm. well that's strike and one through three that's alone hotel room by yourself by yourself where, where is the system even i go to the doctor's office i can go to the gynecologist's office and guess what there is going to be a doctor and he's going to call in the nurse before he before he starts his exam. Right. So, you know, pro- proper protocol, it's not like it's a secret. He's not doing anything new. So, he's been doing guy for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. His process was definitely a problem. Like, he shouldn't have been there with her alone right. in that space. And if you think about... You know that what you're doing, the model, the type of you know what you wanted her to be in body paint and things like that. Like, and need two seconds of thinking about that. Like, is she going to be comfortable? Is this the right space? Like, that. He's those a normal, police I think officer. You should think about. You even hire le- the females. Le- there are females that do that. That right. get you the girls that you need. Yeah. That will do all the inspections and they'll do all the body work, and you can put your trust in another female that 
those females feel comfortable with. Yeah. And he's a police officer, which means he's held to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Right? You means you allegedly a police right. officer, right? This is what I'm hearing in the streets. This is what the block is saying. <laughs> Fat community block is saying that it's he's a police alleged. officer, right? All alleged. So, but if that's the case, then you have even much more of a higher standard now in terms of knowing and understanding how to move in this in this thing. You can't be out here by yourself. Interviewing girls yeah. in a room, naked. that was definitely naked and all that, and confirming how they look. What? That was Come irresponsible on. on his part. That was irresponsible Allegedly. on whoever is <laughs> advising him. Allegedly, allegedly, all alleged, right? That's the magic word for tonight. Um, it, it was very careless. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, hold on. One second. Wait, he was naked in the room. No, he wasn't naked. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was naked. Damn, you really like no. No, no, no. We didn't get those. Were, that was, was that wasn't what was reported. Oh, okay, alleged. But we know that he was uh, inspecting the models to ensure that their pictures were aligned with how they look in person. So, um, but he was in a room, alleged, allegedly by himself, allegedly <laughs> inspecting women, allegedly. <laughs> so, um, it, it just it just means that he, as Jerks also been saying. We need to have a better processes, right? So where do we go from from here? Because now that we kind of and there's a lot of different things that we've been kind of discussing over the last couple of minutes, but like, where do we go from from here, right? What what do we do now to improve the situation, the conditions within the fat community, so that women are safer? I think men need to understand sometimes no just means no. You can go to a fat. There's a thousand women there. One of them bound to say yes. One of them bound to dance with you. One of them might take you home. You stuck on one female. If they don't want to dance with you, you ain't to cuss and carry on. Now you still pushing up on them. You don't know how that makes somebody feel uncomfortable. Because you know what it is? Some some men they look at it from the standpoint of they see all the other stuff going on. And sometimes they may see a guy just jump here, jump there, and they think that because they're not educated, they just think that that's how it goes. It's not how it goes. You can't just, I mean, sometimes you can. You can't just jump on a bumper and just, you know, but sometimes. But if she's but indicating most of the time, that she's not comfortable, if right. she's walking away or if she stops right. altogether, yep. she can right. be bent over on the floor and she will stand. I've done it. I have stood up and have turned around and have eyeballed. That is direct communication. I don't want to I'm I'm cool on you. We're good. And you keep it pushing. Like, you know, Dave said there's a mill. Yes. Queen Sasha. Queen Sasha Sasha said it. There are a million, one million on another man. No one. Move around, Brits. And you know, it's one thing. You know what? I I want to first start with something I think is important. First of all, it's education on the culture. I feel as if there's a lack of education that happens within our FET community. Even people who are descendants of Caribbeans, right? Who are Caribbean, true Caribbean Americans, right? Second and third generation here in this country, who are not getting a proper orientation to the culture. You know? So it's very important that folks go through that and get educated on the culture. Whether, if you're playing MAS for the first time, Listen. you need to go through orientation. MAS camps need to Dave, do... Dave, y'all need to I develop a, a, we will, handbook. a handbook or just a presentation that you can just watch the video. 
Yep. Right? And 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 this is how this is and give a history of the carnival, give a history of how it works, and then here are the rules and regulations, code of conduct. There you go. It's like juve. You know, and we uh definitely shout out to Fet Talk. We done we started with an episode called Fetiquette. <laughs> Folks need to go listen to that. It's it's about you know etiquette within the Fet. How do you conduct yourself in the in the Fet? Rule one should definitely be <laughs> if you have if you don't have on a costume, please leave the Exit revelers the alone. Right? No listen to me. As a person who I'm a stormer. We are talking about rest. I storm back. Listen to me. As a as a as a a, a lover of uh, Rama J. <laughs> Those females spend a lot of money on the costumes. Plenty. I don't want you busting up my bed. Sometimes <laughs> I have been, I have purchased, helped to purchase a costume or two for my sister. Hey, hi. Um, Hello. Listen, no. no. Everybody, we're <laughs> For my sister, um, even, for, even, even for my daughter, I, I helped her purchase a costume for her. I would like to see her costume look good all the way down the parkway, at least to judging. Not true. After judging, yo, listen, then you can, yeah. But when we deal with the carnival experience, I mean, like, I've grown up on Easter Parkway from... Jeez, Ichibaba days from when Sesame Flyers was actually winning. Yeah, remember those days? Those were the days. From Ichibaba Mass Camp on Church at 37th, from um, from Hawks when they used to have the, yeah. the 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 block party on Flatbush Avenue. Used to shut down Flatbush Avenue. <laughs> the day, man, listen. I would like to see it go back to that. No. You know what I mean? You could always tea for wine in the back of, you know, there's a whole lot of action back there. <laughs> but leave the revelers that spend all that money on the costumes alone, please. Please. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> but, like, and thank you for, for, for bringing that up. It, this is like, it's one of those things where there needs to be a manual or something that's something. set up for folks to, to understand the rules of the game. Of the game. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, we're not dealing with somebody or people who don't, don't know, know right. the culture, right? Oh, this mm-hmm. is about people who right are wrong. doing this. Yeah. Like, They're this is their job. This yeah. is their life. They understand what it is. So this is not even, well, we're talking about a situation, somebody who came in from the outside and didn't know and made a mistake. What I think is, is that there needs to be a certain level of professionalism when it comes to that in promotions and parties once just because you know you throw a little thing like anything that you do you're making money off of this this is your business somebody like you know Trini Boom had been doing that for a very long time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it should have been handled like this is business right and when whatever we don't know what happened in that room but Legend. clearly something was not handled like business and that's mm-hmm. what it needs to be Legend. like promoters <laughs> DJs everybody like this is your job and if you were to go to work and do this to somebody, you'd have been you would be fired, and you would be in jail, and it's not okay. Fact. And it's, you just need to be professional. It seems like that standard has gone out the window. I don't think the standard so, was ever there. So what does the gold standard look like? Let's operationalize this. How, what does it look like? If you're showing up to a casting to be a model for an event and you intend to be paid, that's a job. Right. That's work. Mm-hmm. So 
whether you have to, you're going to be spray painted or wear feathers, even the models who try on the frontline costumes mm-hmm. and they take these pictures, that is a job. A job. Yeah. How would you show up to your job? Clearly, he tried to set up some sort of rubric in terms of what they needed to look like, the body structure mm-hmm. for these, you know, for, first of all, zero, point zero is why is he having these models in the party anyway? People are coming to dance and fed. <laughs> why are naked girls walking around with their titties out I know it doesn't matter, but you know, I question the whole thing to begin with. Okay, cool. So he wants to do it, all right, fine. Yeah. But do it in a proper way. If you're hiring someone and you're going to pay them, that is ju- that is a job. Yeah, just treat it like a job. Yeah. Just be respectful about it. And so you're saying that in terms of profession first professionalism is is first and foremost. The same and, and way. And protecting women. And so you're supposed to look at it like, what would I do in a corporate environment? Exactly. Okay. This is your brand. This is your business. Mm-hmm. Which is why I never, never respected any time he went on IG Live to do anything. This is not the first time he's done it. He was balling on IG Live last year about something that happened at his event. And he gets online. And I'm like, I said to my friends, where are his friends? Where are his business partners? His friends this were is on killing the, his yo, brand. His friends were on the live telling them, yo, bro, stop. It's, it was killing and diminishing his brand. And this was my first like interaction and just hearing about who he was because I never attended his events. And I said, okay, this is how you're going on. You're placing blame and accountability with everyone else, your patrons, your, your liquor consignment people. You're placing blame all over the place, but with you. That is red flag number one. Mm-hmm. across the board mm-hmm. I was like this this lacks a lot of integrity so I'm really not surprised that he is at the center of this sexual misconduct um, allegedly sca- allegedly yes <laughs> allegedly um, scandal I'm not you know allegedly <laughs> just to cover right. um, I'm not surprised but again there like I said earlier there needs to be a set of <coughs> protocol professional protocol there needs to be a gold standard or moving forward people are going to start to erect their businesses I've seen a lot of um uh everyone is a crew everyone is a team and and they have they're promoting parties now right right so that crews are evolving exactly Mm -hmm. so if igg has been one of the the more long-standing um set crews to throw uh, and promote parties and everyone's kind of looking to them as to what the rubric is what the standard is and there is no standard that doesn't mean that this cannot proliferate through other yeah. crews. Yeah. So then where does the problem stop? It continues to per- perpetuate the issue. Well, the, the, the people actually, you see the people that go to the parties and support these DJs and promoters, they're also responsible for it. If we don't hold them accountable, accountable the fire, yeah. mm-hmm. no matter what we say. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we like, there's a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. From when our parents was fetching and had masks, it wasn't like this. They had their little back and aisle, but it wasn't nowhere near where it is now. Mm-hmm. I remember being able to be on Sesame Flyers truck all the way back to Church Ave. You can't even go mm-hmm. past Eastern Parkway with a truck playing music. It's so much 
stuff and there is a lot of unprofessionalism within the fet community itself you will pay for your mask you gotta wait two three hours to pick up a costume i don't trust everybody in sesame flies <laughs> costume was wrong listen to me i've been going <laughs> one year i had to go at least five times to the mass camp to go pick up a costume. So these kids gotta wake up early to walk. <laughs> Their costume ain't ready. Like, uh-huh. and, and then they vex with you. I don't understand that. Yeah. Don't fit right. It's <laughs> and we, and we continue, but the thing is, we continue to support them. Yes. And one thing I would say, our, our Caribbean American community is, our Caribbean community in general, is very supportive. Like, we may complain, we cuss, and we, uh, we throw our hands up. I'm like, nah, deal with them next year, you know. <laughs> next year, you're back. Yeah, right there, back. <laughs> we have a very, our memory, our, 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 our memory is very short-term memory here, a lot of short-term memory. And I think people take advantage of that. Yeah. The way that we start to make changes is hit people in their freaking pockets. If you stop supporting, if you hear certain things are going on with certain bands, right, and or mass camps, and you, you you're realizing the business not being done right, then don't go play with them. Well, I tell you, allegedly, I heard the party was canceled. So for for I yeah yeah we there was three yeah, posts made and a bull ride yeah and a bull ride yeah because there was some right. complaints yeah, yeah. Bull ride last the whole week. thing he shut that shit down yeah done. I mean we have to these are things that have to be done because what people need to start to understand is that if you don't do right by the community and we have to hold them accountable we have to use our it's the popu- it's the popularity that's, that's the like, problem that's like you said. That's the popularity is the biggest problem there's a lot of DJs like I said we can go back years now they've been in the news I ain't gonna call his name been in the news beat up his woman no problem Still doing parties and moving exactly how he wants to move. Yep. Big time DJ. Should not be doing that. You know what I mean? And honestly and truly, wow. it's because of the popularity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, I could I could I could name a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Noah Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. One of the probably one of the best DJs that's out there. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that because I know him or anything like that. Right. I know him, but I don't know him, know him like that. Right, right, right. But what he does. Great DJ. There was one time he made a little video playing around, winding up. All of a sudden, you know, he's a body man, he's this, he's that, he's that. I started to watch the different DJs that, of course, wanted to get in his level, mm-hmm. start to turn on him. I sat there and said, don't make a difference. Everybody's like, yo, 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 he shit. I said, it's not gonna make a difference. Two, three months later, Everything's going to be all right Because they're going to forget about it mm-hmm. They don't value it as And honestly it was nothing He was making a joke Yeah, but that, yeah. That, and that's one right. thing But if, if we're talking about People coming out Making claims about sexual misconduct no. Same, but I mean right, Different but I, scenario I, Scenario, but, but same, similar in a Yeah, because way. they forget about it And right. as long as they're popular As long as they have Five or six females That still probably want to deal with them They're going to just the narrative is always going to shift. It's so what, do, what shift. do we, and they're going right back to this, so what do we do? How do we now figure a way out to address this? Because this can't continue in the same way. What is the solution? Well, a, a possible solution. We're doing it now. Having the conversation. Having the convo. Because the convo needs to, needs to be had. Um, and we need to keep them accountable. Yeah. 
if they don't, if if uh, if a promoter is not doing right by the females, don't support them. Yeah, that's all. Don't mm-hmm. support them. Hit them where it hurts. Hit them in the pockets. Right. That's how that's, that's how the big businesses do it, right? Yeah. You hit them in the pockets, all of a sudden they start to make changes and start to change the way they act, especially towards us. Right. We are the biggest hypocrites when it comes to that. I, th- I think you're right about that. I think you're Americans. We definitely sometimes go back. Like for me, like I go to my one little shop for my food, you know? <clears throat> and every time I leave the Jamaican store, I say, yo, me now come back. <laughs> But when I need some oxtail or I something, was about to say, I'm right back extra there. Extra oxtail, yeah, and no platinum. Yo, <laughs> no, no, no like not 12, even no platinum. Twelve, thirteen dollars. The platinum not even. The platinum not even ripe. <laughs> Someone with tough back. No, if it, no. But we don't hold our people accountable, <laughs> and, and and there needs to be this bi-directional relationship, right? We are very, very loyal as Caribbean people. We support each other to the T, but the businesses have to start to give us the same respect. They're very disrespectful sometimes in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. We know that. But but they, they're disrespectful to their own. Right. When a, when a, 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 a white person oh, walk in there, a gentrified walk in there, oh. all of a sudden it's, it's hello, Perk good up. evening, sir. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 what was it? Where this come from? Buy what you want. Yeah. yeah. You next. <laughs> Wait, why I mean, are you so angry? Yeah, you know, one restaurant. One restaurant actually. I, I went to have food the other day. Because they know you're gonna come back. Sixty cents for oxtail gravy. I said, wait, wait, wait. Sixty cents. Wait for oxtail gravy. No, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was on the receipt. I said, wait a minute. I said sixty cents. Sixty cents for the oxtail gravy. <laughs> and we know the restaurant too. Where's no my Colin? Colin, who? who? Fisherman Cove. Fisherman Cove. Fisherman Cove is a much hungry. Yo, yo, listen to me. Chains, bro. Sixty. Yo, I look at the receipt. You know when you, nah. all right, you order your thing, right? No. So I'm walking to the other side to get the food. I look. I said, wait. Sixty. Go to, go to the place, man. The place up here on Union, oh, man. The bum, right? Where? Where's President? Silver Crest. Yeah, you know, formerly know that Silver Crest. <laughs> go down there, and you can get your, your oxtail gravy for free, man. Don't worry about. No, them. no, no. I know about them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know them. Yeah, they are. But they're good, good, good sized portion. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, just to. Uh, you know kind of address this I think um, we said that we wanted some cultural norms to be changed and I feel like education um, not even for those who are outside the culture but those who are in the culture because maybe it's not even education about the culture itself but education around first of all sexual misconduct there needs to be some level of standard that we're showing everyone there that goes to a party to understand what that looks like so even if you're a veteran feta, you may still not know what's right and what's wrong when no means no, when to stop. We're so, we, we think people should normally understand these cues, but sometimes people don't. This is, look, I ain't gonna lie, and I've been, a vic- I've been a person who's done this. Sometimes a girl said no to a dub, and I might follow it for like a good extra 10, 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Just maybe she might, you know, you're trying to run, 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 like. But now we, I, you know, you know, like, listen, when I, no means no, just back off. You're all right. You're Especially cool. in this time, like she said, the Me Too movement, yo, it, you have to operate totally different. I don't even, some things that I would normally, you know, like if you're taking a picture with a homegirl or whatever, you put your arm, I don't even do that no more. Yeah. Hands like this. You have to be careful. Yeah, because you don't want to, I don't want now 
Monday she's cool with it, but next week Saturday she look at the picture and she feel away. Yeah. Even me as a female, I've had to think twice because I used to work with youth, and um, I'm a hugger. I'm a like I'm friendly. I'm a hugger, and I had to stop and say, you know what? Mm, is it okay? I ask now. Is it okay? May I give you a hug? Is that all right? I ask for permission to enter someone's personal space. Should we be asking for dubs? Should we be going back to the old school days of going and saying, hey, can I get this done? <laughs> That would be nice. Well, back in the days, you you would approach with a a, a certain ease and you know just look here. Yeah, you know you, you're kind of like 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 you, like like like, like you catch Come the back. side area. You look at her like, all right, is it okay? And then you try to ease in, and if yeah. she's like, all right, then you can you know. And, you know, yeah, yeah, it's different day. It's that part, though. See, this is right. what we're saying. It's so great. Some man of them kind of finesse this. Right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But I go, I go a step further. We was talk, me and my brother was talking about this. Back in those days, when you met a girl and you wine with it and the wine was sweet, usually you got the number at the end of the night because you know that was your dancing partner for that night. And you was on there for Now you got to kind of just like, you know, just stick and move, stick and move because... It's a joke and run. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 no. I'd say this is, so this is what we're saying. It, should we go to that extent or what is the... What do we tell folks how maybe they should be, how they should move? Because these are gray areas that we need to make black and white. Being clear. Being clear. So no more running up behind. <laughs> if you run up behind and she moved, that means no. That's not right. Yeah, that that's no. dead giveaway. That's dead giveaway. Because yeah. you usually get that little, side, that little two-second interview. <laughs> that means no. Girl, look back. <laughs> you know that look back. You know everybody, every yeah. man know that look back. But it's like he said, it, the one girl might give it just elbow a dog. Might have this ugly looking nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he gonna look and say, damn, why are you giving all this man up but not giving me? Oh, well, that's you know what I'm saying. Right. I'm not listening. Yeah. I ain't saying this right. I mean, the ch- at the end of the and day, if you messed up, bro, the choice is hers. Yes. yes. Right. That's I'm ultimately it. And, it, it. and they know we guys are gonna, listen to me. Carnival is man woman. Man thirsty out there in them parties, yo. Carnival <laughs> is woman. Let's just get to this point right here. Carnival is woman. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't have no woman. <laughs> I don't, yo, if there's no woman. Involved in carnival, I don't want to be there. Isn't that a new song? Car- no, it's a it's a song. Carnival is one of my. But yeah, well, you know no, what it is? No, but Fian has one. No, there's a new there's a new song. song saying that if there's no woman in the carnival, I'm not. <laughs> That's so true. I don't want to go. So we know that the central piece of that. So to ensure that women's comfortableness, like comfortability in in the carbon carnival, is super important. And as times have changed, we also have to evolve with it as well. Mm-hmm. Any purveyor, sorry, yeah. sorry, any purveyor of a carnival service has to be held to a certain standard. Again, put back the professionalism from when you contact a designer, when you go to a mass camp and you register for your costume, every step along the way, there has to be a level of professionalism. It, it goes back to that. When you go for a job interview and the gentleman interviewing you and he, you know what I mean? He's looking at you questionably and you feel uncomfortable. That's inappropriate. Right. There's HR, there's accountability, there's checks and balances. Why aren't there checks and balances? Or are they there, but they're not being exercised? Like, what's the case now? I think it's um, it's very difficult because we're in... carnival can become corporate 
more corporate in a certain extent. But we love Carnival because it's not corporate to a certain extent. We love. Yeah. We don't like when things get to a certain extent where it's so big that it's so sure, formal sure. and. And I think we, we used to park with. Carnival process to play mass is very corporate, actually. Now. Well, sure, sure. There, it has grown, you know, in that sense where there, you know, there is a lot of professionalism and mm-hmm. and the way it's operated, and it is a huge business, of right, course. Right. You know, there's a difference between what happens, you know, in the mass camp and their um, process and what happens on the road. Right. And that, right. That's a big difference. Right? Because who's in the mass camp running the operations and mm-hmm. who's on the road? Right. It's a whole, different, it's a whole different story, right? And I think that's where I want to get to. Yeah. What happens when the reverie is happening? What are the interactions, the social interactions right. that are going right. on there? How do we manage that piece? Well, everyone needs to be accountable for themselves, you know, mm-hmm. per point blank. You have to be accountable for yourself. I think, you know, maybe it is that men, you know, in whether it's in feds or carnival, need to remember that if you cross certain lines and certain boundaries with women that you will be, you know, held accountable or that's just a space because I don't think anyone is thinking about it, right? So I think like around the awareness of it that yes, we're out here, we're having fun, we're fat and we're good, everybody's having a good time but watch where you put your hands, watch who you talk to, watch who you touch, you know, all of these things and just have awareness about the way that you carry yourself. Should we be having people, like should that, should mass camps be doing it, let's say some type of orientation around what sexual misconduct sexual misconduct looks like when you well I think with the mass camps they worried about the bu- their, business. their business like she said the road is the road you really can't control, you can't control what happens in the road right but can you and raise people, awareness you can't you raise could. awareness and I think a lot of people you know that are what, okay so if we're, if we're talking about what the mass camp can do as a masquerader you know you play mass and there's a rope there's security and things like that that's where the mass camp has as much control as they can have about what's happening on the road. Right. Have enough security, make sure security is taking care of your masqueraders, <laughs> anyone that should not be in the band should be out of the band. Those are, are clear carnival rules that any mm-hmm. band owner understands and at least tries to execute. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think the, the, the mass cams can have, you know, some sort of um, control or part in it is to make sure that they're keeping the masqueraders safe in that right, part. Right, right, right. Because usually, you know, the things that happen on the road are the people who are in the band that shouldn't be in the band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So if we keep those out, then it, it'll make it a lot easier. So, you know, that's, you know, where the space. But for everyone, I think it's just, yes, like, could there be a more awareness? I don't know if it is. Even where, you know, um, in Trinidad, what was that? I don't remember if it was last this year, Carnival, last year, Carnival. Years the whole permission. <laughs> you know, we all laughed at it. We thought it was funny. But maybe for a lot of people, it actually did remind them, like, yeah. be mindful and careful about who you're touching and who you're whining on and what you're doing when you're on the road. So even little things like that, like, it seemed always oh, so silly and so funny, but... At that point, I'm pretty sure some people thought twice. You're, it was 2018, and I was there, and this guy was walking around with a huge sign <laughs> saying, this is my consent. Do you have to right. ask? And men were actually exercising that. to yeah. Not all, but right. some. And yes, they were doing it jokingly, but still, like you said, it was being talked about. And so yes. the, awareness the awareness was there. Was was there. there. Right. right. I think that's where we start, right? Yes. Just at least awareness. raising awareness about here's how you should possibly be conducting yourself at a fe- as a man, right? What are the interactions between men and women that should be happening? How do you make ensure that women feel safe and they feel comfortable and that, you know, you know your boundaries as a man 
and you know your your boundaries as a woman, and everybody can kind of agree around these set of rules. Because I feel, you know, like you said, there's certain clues that maybe we should just normalize. Like, look. Here's when you know the dub's over. No, if she turned around, if she didn't <laughs> But, you know, but these are rules that's been in place. Been, oh, well, yeah. it, it, it's, it's been in place, but, yeah. but sometimes I feel like people don't get it. Well, they don't care no more. That's what care. I mean. I think a lot of it. Once you, you know, saw they, the Johnny and they just yeah, they, they, they don't, don't care. care. They don't yeah. care. They really like I've seen the party scene kind of change over the years. They don't care. It's not the same. Where you're going? That's where you going. You know, you and I. Always, <laughs> David always makes fun of me about my fret, and because I'm very selective about the places that I go and the type of fets that I'm in. If I see a certain promoter, DJ crowd in a certain place, I don't go to those fets right. because yeah, you with a certain crowd of people. Not to say that things should or should not happen, but when it comes to taking accountability for myself and, and the environment that I want to be in, I'm not going to your fet. You could keep it. Well, see, you know what it is. I like what you said though. Y'all have a crew. So within a crew, you may have, let's say, 15 people. At least you know you can take a wine with this one and this one, this one, because, it's you know, he's part of the crew. Right. It's not like you just, you know, but it's the people who don't understand the crew life. Like, no, mm-hmm. you can't just, you can't come in the middle of my, me and my people and right, just feel right. you can just jam yes. in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless she's giving the okay. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, you know, with... Of course, this entire conversation around promoters, the DJs, the, you know, fret world, hopefully at least this conversation and and what was brought to light will bring awareness and whether you're hiring your bartenders, your bottle girls, your models or whatever it is, that there will be some more responsibility, professionalism. It will be a thought about how you're setting up those things because we all know in effect there's, you know, a lot of women, you know, doing a lot of different roles and doing different jobs. One for the women that are going out to audition and doing certain things to think about like, you know, the way and, and what's being set up and whether or not they want to be there and how they can keep themselves safe. Mm-hmm. in those situations and also for all the promoters like when you're hiring women and, and you're trying to do these things think about you know this in this conversation and hopefully they do things a little bit better moving forward that's so true I think y'all be examples for DJs and promoters too I think DJs and promoters need to come out and speak on not saying on behalf of Support. But be like, yo, listen, yeah. this is not right. Yeah. They don't, you know what it is? They don't do it until they see another prominent DJ do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let yeah. it be like a a a, 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 or a flex or, a, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody like that to talk out. You know, they, they jump on the bandwagon because they think it's cool. I'm telling you off of mm-hmm. experience about how some of these DJs are moving. They move real selfish. They want the ego. The ego. They want the light. They think, oh, because I'm a DJ, you know, I, I can have anything I want. You know what I'm saying? So I'm hearing a few things here. So what I'm hearing is that, you know, first, when you have promoters, the business model, mm-hmm. when you have to change the way you do business mm-hmm. to ensure that you're protecting the women and, and your, your brand as well. So if you're a purveyor of any carnival service or any fet service, you need to start thinking deeply about how do you ensure that you're protecting women and also your brand and the way you go about doing that. Secondly, we need to ensure that we are supporting a culture that protects women. So if you hear about something, you make sure that you let people know that's not my brand. 
I don't support that, right? This is not what we do over here on, on our, our side of town. And we rail against anyone who's going to be doing this. So you need to step up and, and, and make sure that you are loud and clear about how you treat women and, and what you're trying to promote from your platform. Yeah, black women at that, right? Exactly. It makes, it even, it makes it even worse because these women is that beautiful and black women are beautiful. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's, 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 what's the point? You are, and like you said, the whole ego thing, if you're a DJ, you get pussy thrown at you all the time. The fuck am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, why right. am I doing all of this? You're right. You know, and, and right, and so, you know, and then the third last thing is raising awareness about these things, whether it's through some type of orientation that folks want to do um, around fat culture, around what should be done when you're at these parties, how you should be conducting yourself. There needs to be some level of awareness that's brought to light. So people get an example of what it is to act accordingly and act appropriately within FETs. And if, I think any mass cat that comes up with a nice little program that's fun, lighthearted, but also gets to the point and makes people understand how we want to move as a, as, as a culture. It'd be interesting to know if any of um, the mass camps or, again, businesses have right. policies and protocols, like, on paper documented. Because just thinking, um, you know, putting on your business hat and protecting your your investment, your business, your livelihood. Um, I know my full-time company where I, you know, my full-time investors... Every day, there's a new policy procedure right. coming out. Yeah. So why would you not run your business? And it looks I think for your brand. I think they do. I, I, I've been to a couple of like band launchings, mm-hmm. and I've heard them speak to the people that's within the mass camp and let them know when you're on the road, stay within the the, the boundaries here because we're here to conduct our business. Right, but even internally, I'm talking yeah. more spe- more specifically, not necessarily on the road, but internally. But I think I think they do have the conversation. But how, now, do they take it serious? I don't. And that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a part of the problem. They need to, and if you are able to promote that, and you need to show action that you're really about that, I think you'll attract way more people to your band, way more people to your mass camp mm-hmm. if you do it in that kind of way. For sure. Because safety is so important. Let me let me ask you a question. Has anybody here been to Hollywood um, Carnival? It's up and coming up. <laughs> All right. We're going to give it a few no, no, years. You know, why I'm, you know why I'm saying that? that over there. You know why I'm saying that? Because I believe Michelle is like the main person behind it. And he's got the superstars in it. I wonder how they conduct business mm. when you have big money involved in it versus, I'm not saying that the mass camps here are small, mm-hmm. but... Hollywood Carnival, from what I hear, is not like New York. It's more structured in such a way because you have celebrities now involved. Well, and their name is now attached to it. So mm-hmm. they don't want to mess it up and make right. themselves look crazy. But mm-hmm. even in Trinidad, like when you're talking about mass camps like Tribe and Yuma, big, big brands. Yes, okay, you might have to wait online a lot, a long time for your costume. <laughs> yes, a gem or two may be missing, but I've never heard of those companies having allegations as such against well, them. All right, hold on. You're saying Tribe. I get that. Allegedly. But with... <laughs> 
what they started in Hollywood Carnival, when you have Jada Pinkett and Will Smith, they have a mass cam, and this one and that. Jada and Will got a mass cam? They they were involved with Michelle when he first came out. What? Really? Yeah. It's swinging. It's a swinging no, mass cam. So now that's what I'm saying to you. Now you're talking about you're talking about big money now, and I don't. I'm pretty sure Will Smith wouldn't wouldn't want to be associated with something that's gonna be over sexual, or or. Or what? Well, allegedly. <laughs> and maybe he doesn't want to deal with something that may be something that could reflect negatively. Or on his brand. On his brand. Because yeah. if he's involved in it, right. I'm sure, it's totally I'm, different. I'm sure when when you were talking about big money, yes, I think people go the extra mile to ensure to protect their brand. But you know, and I and so I, I think we're at the like the near the end of this and I, I think the, the message is clear. You know, we need to start doing awareness needs to happen. No Mass can needs to take no. this into consideration. No means no. Right. No means no. <laughs> probably need to, actually, probably need to walk around with t-shirts that say that on the Yo, that's so true. Yeah. You know, we need to come, and we need to promote, just like how the wine, I like the wine and consent one now, I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, back that, that year, everybody was a little careful. Right. <laughs> you thought a little twice about yo. And you made a little joke about it, like, yo, can I get a little dime? Yeah, you sign this form for me, please? And you would do that, and it was a joke. But, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, but it, 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 I think it was important. So, I just want to thank everyone here today for um, engaging in this. This is a very tough conversation to have. Just to let people know, um, you know, and I think we've we've tried to be as fair and as reasonable as we possibly can, um, and try to at least come out of this with some directives and for people because it's hard to have a conversation about the problem and not try to at least talk a little bit about some solutions. I hope we're able to enlighten some folks. Please um, comment, like, subscribe. Check us out on Fet World on IG. Um, we have our four different podcasts. Thanks uh, to our guest here from K&D. We have Queen Sasha. We have Adesia, our resident uh, therapist. Um, you heard the magical voice that you didn't hear introduced, yes. Hollywood from Fet Talk. He was here in here making some comments here on the side. He could he could help himself. You know Hollywood do. Gotta say something. <laughs> and um, you know, uh, thank you for jerk sauce. I said your name a couple of times. Mm. My bad for that. <laughs> DJ King Biggs, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Thank you so much for coming up. Word, we gonna we gonna we gonna work on that. We definitely gonna work. I'm gonna the shares offline. You know what I mean? And get that worked out. Now this was this was a good talk, man. I like I enjoyed myself. This was a good talk. Thank you for inviting. So much other topics to go along. Oh man, I mean, and look, we just want to let you know uh, we are building this network. We have. Some some plans for the future um, and so look out for us man we're definitely uh, doing some work on the back of these scenes and we're coming out with some new things in, in the next couple of months so stay tuned uh, check us out thank everybody for joining us today easy